Hi, I'm Marilyn Dennis. This is Marilyn Dennis Does a Podcast. This episode, I'll be speaking with country music legend, Dolly Parton. With her 75th birthday on the horizon and a career that has spanned seven decades, there is no hitting the pause button for this icon. We'll be chatting with Dolly about her new projects, including her first Christmas album in 30 years, A Holly Dolly Christmas, featuring duets with Michael Buble, her goddaughter, Miley Cyrus, Willie Nelson, and Jimmy Fallon. Yep, that's right, Jimmy Fallon. We'll also chat with Dolly about her new book, Dolly Parton's Song Teller, My Life in Lyrics, in which she shares the stories behind the songs that tell of her life stories, songs that have shaped country music as we know it. With a multi-generational fandom like no other, we'll also find out how Dolly became known as the comforter-in-chief during the pandemic, living out her mission to make as many people as she can feel good. So much to talk about. So let's get this podcast started with the legendary Dolly Parton. Hello, Dolly. Well, well hello to you. You know, I have to talk, I, I have really uh, been such a fan of yours for years personally, and I have never seen anybody as busy as you have been over this lockdown, doing so many different things. I even watched again your documentary, which was fantastic. And I don't, do you, do you know how many songs you've written? You mean in my lifetime? Probably yeah. thousands of songs in my lifetime. I have, uh, I don't count them, but I write something almost every day and I've lived a long time. So I know I've got boxes and drawers and things uh, uh, full of songs that I've never even published, but I've got at least 3,000, maybe more than that now. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got the Guinness World Record holder, the first country artist to chart a top 20 Billboard single across seven consecutive decades. When you hear that, how do you feel? Well, I feel old, but I feel proud. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a long time to have to be in the business, but I've actually enjoyed every decade that I've been in this business, and I did start very young, and I hope to continue till I'm very old. Yeah, well, you. I just love the music. I love this new song uh, that you wrote, When Life is Good Again. What a beautiful song and what a beautiful video. Let's tell everybody about that. Well, actually, when I, as you said, when we all got locked down, uh, I just got busy because I don't have children, so I didn't have to stay home, take care of them, to, or even grandchildren, so I didn't have to do all the homeschooling. So I had the freedom to work, and my husband's very independent. So I thought, well, the best I can do is to try to do good things for everybody else that is trapped mm-hmm. and you're really having to kind of do so many other things. And I, I just started to write songs to kind of express everybody's feelings. And I knew when the pandemic really hit that everybody was scared to death. And so I knew that things were going to get better sooner or later. So I started trying to write all these positive songs. And that one called When Life is Good Again, it says things like, I'll be a better friend, a better person Mm -hmm. when life is good again. So it's really just about I'll open up my heart and let the whole world in. You know, I'll, you know, do all the things that we're supposed to to do anyway. When life is good again, I'll pay a little more attention. So uh, it, it really was a song of 
of just hope and, and just kind of saying, it's going to be fine. And I've written another one called I Still Believe, and it's going to be coming out soon. And it's along the same lines. I believe that, you know, that we'll, we'll uh, I believe to my very core that we'll walk again in the sunshine by the seashore and we'll dance and sing and be happy again. You know, it's like uh, I still believe. You've got to keep the faith, in other words. You do. And that is why they call you Comforter in Chief. Comforter in chief. I like that title. I hope so because I I love people and I, uh, you know, I want to, I'm able to write and I'm able to express my feelings as well as other people that are not able to write for for people that can't express what they feel. And I've been around a long time and I think people look at me like an aunt or a sister or someone they've always known. So they like hearing a little bit from Aunt Dolly to say, well, she says Mm -hmm. it's going to be okay. And she wrote this really good song and that's how I feel. So anyhow, that's kind of what I hope to be of use. You are for sure. Uh, I I also loved your your story time. You're reading stories when the when the lockdown started about the I think I can I think I can and I thought oh my gosh she even did that. That's like reading to 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 not just to kids but to families. Well, at that time, you know, I, I do have my imagination library where I give books to children from the time they're born till they start kindergarten. It's all over the world now. We've given almost mm-hmm. 150 million books away. But yeah. I thought during that time that I would read some of the books from the imagination library to the kids. And of course, the parents were there too. So if they were watching, that's good. And that was all fine. So I just did it as something for me to do too. It was entertaining for me. It kind of kept me Mm -hmm. kind of occupied and uh, uh, that I could do something fun for myself and for them. I I love thinking I can, you know, make somebody happy. Well, you know what I, what I did was I dug out that book for my 16 month old granddaughter and I started reading it because I forgot that I had had it from years ago with my son. So thank you for reminding me about that book. Let me add just one little thing about the little sure. engine that could. That is the first book. The reason I read that one, I read that one first, I think. It's the first book we give away. It's the first book that the children receive from the Imagination Library because it does help build their confidence and to say, I can, I think I can. But it also fit the times very well. But it was because mostly that is the little book that we give away. Now on to the Christmas album. Dolly Parton, you've got a new Christmas album out called Holly Dolly Christmas. And you have a couple of great guests on this album, one of which is a Canadian and a good friend of the show, Michael Bublé. Oh, I know. Singing with Michael Bublé on my uh, Holly Dolly Christmas album was one of the biggest thrills of the whole thing because everybody loves Michael Bublé, me included. And I had written this little song called Cozy Down, uh, Cuddle Up. Cuddle Up Cozy Down Christmas, and it just sounded like his voice. It was kind of a jazzy little song and kind of a little different for me to write, but it was just kind of a sexy little song, and he just came to mind. So I called and asked him if he would sing on it, and he was said he would be honored to. So I was honored that he said he'd be honored to sing on it, and it turned out really cute. We did a fun little animated video for it too. And so people are talking about it and I hope that it's going to get a lot of play during the Christmas season. 
I think it will. I'll tell you something right now. That video is such a throwback to older animation, which was so retro. It just matched the song beautifully. So I think that was so great. And I think it's going to be a hit. In fact, I know it will be. Let's talk about your goddaughter, Miley Cyrus, on this. I love I love uh, Miley's version of Jolene. It's probably my favorite. You know, I've done it with ev other people, and uh, I've even had a hit with Pandemic. Uh, you know, the not Pandemics. <laughs> What's the name of the group? Pentatonics. Pentatonics. <laughs> pentatonics. Yeah, yeah, and the Pandemic. During the Pandemic, I had the Pentatonics. Anyways, right. <laughs> that's a good one. Anyway, so I love their version. We ha we actually won a Grammy, I think, on that. But I still yeah. think that Miley's version is as good as any I've ever heard. Tell yeah. me about um, uh, Willie Nelson on this album. And I think you have a funny story to share about Jimmy Fallon as well. So let's talk about dear Willie Nelson. Well, Willie Nelson is one of my dearest friends. We became friends when we uh, moved to Nashville early on back in the early 60s. And so we used to write together uh, at the same publishing company on the same label. And we just kind of, our careers just kind of paralleled each other. And so he wrote this song called Pretty Paper that was a huge hit by Roy Orbison. Oh, yes. And he also had a hit yes. on it. But I loved it, and I wanted to do it on my album, so I called Willie and asked if he would sing it, and he was more than happy to do it. So uh, that's one of my very favorite things on the whole album. It's is so great. That song is so great. with Willie playing his old guitar. Yeah. Oh, oh. Were you with him to do it, or did you, because the a lockdown, was this done before the lockdown, or were you able to be in the studio with him? No, all of this was after the pandemic started and uh, uh. I, everybody, but actually the way people are doing rec recordings anymore with the, with all the new social media and all the, the ways that people work anymore, people don't even right. record the way they used to. They'll do their part in their house, send it to someone else to do it in their studio. Yeah. They just send the files or the Pro Tools or whatever they call yeah. all those things, right. the stems. They, they send them around to the different people. So that's how we did this whole album, we, with the musicians mainly. And uh, yeah. we just sent them to the different people. We talked on the phone and uh, kind of conversed, you know, with all the in the high tech stuff with social media and did all of our face right. FaceTime in and all that to say, you sing this verse, you sing that. And so we got it all done. And it sounds like we were all right there together. It does for sure. I remember when Frank Sinatra did those duet albums and everyone was in shock that they did it over a telephone line. And now what would we do without all the wonderful pro tools and the, all the things that we have to be able to create new things during a lockdown. So I love that. What's the story behind uh, Jimmy Fallon? Well, Jimmy Fallon was the very first person that I, I went to to sing on this album. And that's actually how, what made me think to do all of these other people. But a few years back, about three years ago, uh, I was on his show around the holidays and he asked me if I would sing the All I Want for Christmas is You with him on the show that night. And I did not know the song well enough to sing it. And I didn't have time mm. to learn it like that. And you don't just go sing a Mariah Carey song without knowing how to sing. 
<laughs> you'd be scared. Right. Although I still never could do it like her, but at least I needed to know the melody and, you know, the chord changes and all. So I couldn't do it and I felt so bad. So when I got ready to do my album, I thought, I'm going to do all I want for Christmas is you because I learned it. I came home and learned it because I felt bad that I didn't know it. And so I called Jimmy up and I said, I, I've learned the song you asked me to sing. Would you sing it with me on my new record? He said, oh, Dolly, I'm not, I don't consider myself a real singer. I said, well, I do. I hear you all the time. I think you got a great voice. And he said, well, I will do it on, under one condition. If you promise that if it don't sound good, you'll just sing it alone or get somebody else and take me off of it. I said, I will promise you that. So Kent Wells, my uh, my producer, the, produced the whole album, my band leader, and he's worked with me for years. We've worked together on many things. So he produced the album. So he got in touch with Jimmy and it worked out great. Jimmy loved it. I loved it. And I think everybody's going to love it, you know, when they hear Jimmy singing on it. We did a video yeah, he- on that too. I'll have to check that out. Listen, I think he's a great singer. He's such a chameleon. I don't know how he does it half the time anyway. You did a recording for us for a Holly Jolly Christmas for a Santa Claus parade. So excited about that. Thank you for that. Everything's on, you know, online, but we love it. Oh, I know. That's a wonderful thing about, you know, social media. Thank the Lord for it. Even though I'm I'm kind of a dinosaur in all of it, I'm trying to get up to date. But the good news is I got so many wonderful people around me that are so in tune to all that. They get me out there where I need to be, which is with the people. And I always love that part. But yeah, I get a chance to sing uh, Holly Jolly Christmas for your parade. Uh, and I so that's that. always been one of my favorite songs with Burl Ives. I used to, years ago, do lots of Christmas specials and I, I worked with him a lot even on one of my Christmas movies uh, uh Smoky Mountain Christmas I worked with him and yes, so when I got yes. ready to do the my album I thought Holly Dolly Holly Jolly Holly Dolly Christmas would be cute so of course I did Holly Jolly Christmas in it and so I'm I'm real proud of of the way the whole thing turned out well, speaking of Christmas, you've got your Netflix holiday musical Christmas on the Square that's now streaming how fun was that Well, that was very fun. I wrote uh, 14 new songs for that. Then we got Christine Baranski and and Treat Williams. We got Jennifer Lewis and we got Janine Mason. And we've got, uh, well, Debbie Allen uh, directed and produced or uh, choreographed it. And so we've just got all these wonderful people on and I think people are going to love it. It's about a community kind of pulling together and it's kind of fits really well with what's going on right now, families and communities trying to pull together to make things work. And now you've got this new book, Dolly Parton's Song Teller, My Life and Lyrics. Wow. Tell us about this one. I know. I've got so many. I've got so many things. I know. I have so many things going, it's kind of hard to keep up with it. But it's called Song Teller, My Life in Lyrics, and it's it features 175 of my uh, songs out of the thousands of songs I've written. But it's just me kind of telling how I wrote them, why I wrote them, where I was in my life at the time I wrote them. And I just gave a lot of info and backstories and used a lot of old pictures that the fans haven't seen from my childhood all the way through my career. So uh, everything's going good. Um, We've lost some really treasured people uh, this last year, like Mac Davis and and, uh, dear uh, Kenny Rogers, you know, and I think about uh, all the work that you've done with these guys and friendships and things like that. Um, You know, 
it's it's a very unique year for you. Um, they have they had nothing but wonderful things. I I interviewed uh, Kenny Rogers a long time ago. I talked to Jane Fonda last year. I've talked to Lily Tomlin. So I, I just want to ask you of all the songs that you didn't write, what was your favorite song to sing in concert? I think yeah. it would be Islands in the Stream. That is such a fun song to sing. I did it in concert when I was out on the road by myself. I sang it with Richard Dennison, who is the head of my my singers, and he he also arranges all the wonderful uh, arrangements on my records, on the whole Christmas album and, and any others. But anyway, I sang with him, but I never got tired of singing that with Kenny. Uh-huh. And you, when you mentioned their passing, losing Kenny and Mac Davis, they were like two of my mm-hmm. dearest, dearest friends for so many years and loved writing with Mac and performing with him at different times. So, but I love singing the islands in the stream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, the last thing I'm going to say to you before I wish you a very happy holiday is I'm so glad that you're coming out with all of these things. I was asked to, on a charity, to sing nine to five. Okay. So it was a karaoke, <laughs> nine to five. Somebody bet on me, Dolly. So I didn't know it was going to be nine to five, but put the lyrics on the screen. And here's what I want to tell you. I ran out of breath after the first chorus. How amazing and fast that song is. It's, I don't know how you, you know, how you keep up the energy. <laughs> well, I, I've had a lot of people complain about that. I remember one, one year, even on, on one of the TV shows, Reba was singing it and she kind of <laughs> got cr- crossed up with the words and she said, I'm going to kick your butt. If you, if you don't, I love your songs. I'm going to kick your butt. If you, if you don't stop writing so many words in the same sentence, I said, well, I can do it. She said, yeah, but I'm not you. Anyway, but that, that song does have too, too many words in it, but it became a big hit, and I'm proud of it. Huge. As a disc jockey, to start the, when that song came out, to start the hour with that song was a, a pure joy. Dolly Parton, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. We're so excited that we were able to talk to you today. We really are. Well, I want to wish all of you a very Merry Christmas and a much happier New Year. It's got to get better than this one, right? So we got a lot of good stuff out there. So have a holly dolly Christmas. (laughs) You can follow Dolly on Instagram at Dolly Parton. Dolly, such a great pleasure to talk with you. I hope we can speak again soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas. Marilyn Dennis does a podcast. New episodes every week. You can download or subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.